Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, and welcome back to Out There, a cryptid podcast. I'm your host, Josh. On the 13th of each month, I come out with a new episode focused on cryptids that I find super fascinating and weird. And if you still don't know what a cryptid is, it is defined as an animal that has been claimed to exist, but never proven to exist. Cryptids don't have to be supernatural or mythical beings, although many of them are, some cryptids have actually become documented animals. Make sure you can go and follow the podcast on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, and check out the posts I make for each episode and send some suggestions you'd like to hear. Hello, hello. Wow, it is good to be back. Now, I know what you're saying. Josh, we've been listening to you every month. What are you talking about? And well, let me tell you, since I was going to be in the middle of the ocean for months, I knew I couldn't leave you all hanging again. So I pre-wrote and recorded every episode you've listened to since July in about four months. It was definitely a lot of work, but very rewarding and so worth it so that I could continue while not being on land. While I was gone, we hit some milestones that I was so excited to see. We reached over 2,650 followers on Instagram, which is crazy, and over 430k listens. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am endlessly grateful for every one of you, and I truly never imagined that my idea would turn into this. Now, today's episode is a little different than usual. Since the first one went so well, a bunch of people sent in more stories, and so I knew we had to do another. So today, we are hearing and discussing some more listener stories. Let's dive in. This first story was sent in by at ZMiller23 on Instagram. Went on a snowboarding trip with a buddy in Vermont and ended up getting to a half of the mountain that wasn't open that day. Started going down the trails even though the lifts weren't open. Once we got to the bottom, 
we realized there was no way to get back to the main lift, but we did see a trail that kept going down. Decided to go down the trail, and after about two minutes of riding down, Deep Powder realized it was a bad decision, and we were completely lost. My phone was dead, and my buddies had only a few percent. Managed to call Ski Patrol to describe where we were, and he said in the 30 years he had worked there, he's never been down that trail. So, we began hiking back up in the knee-deep powder, and there were these footsteps going across the trail that were huge and deep. I'm terrible with measurements, but imagine if someone took those large snowshoes for hiking and made them into the shape of a foot. They weren't just in the shape of a foot, they were about two feet deep, opposite of snowshoes, and there was about three or four feet between each step. I actually started laughing at how ironic it was that both of our phones were dead, and we found them. Well, this is a fun one to start with. Obviously, the first thing that comes to mind is something we all know very well, and that is Good old Bigfoot. I mean, it's the classic giant footprints in more remote section of the wilderness. Definitely ironic that both of the phones were dead. Some photos would have been nice, but I do believe this sighting happened. Seems like they were in the right place at the right time. But had they been there a couple minutes sooner, who knows what would have happened. Sticking with our good old Sasquatch friends, this next one was sent in by Callan. I'm listening to the newest episode, and I have had some experiences of my own. I have my own brief sighting of Bigfoot in Texas, where I lived when I was younger. We were driving through the woods, and we stopped at an intersection. I looked over just in time to see something looking at us in the trees. I looked closer and saw something taller than the car, and looking hairy and ape-like, and me being a kid, I waved at it, and it looked over and stepped back into the trees and was gone. And my second story is of an experience that I had in my backyard with what I can only think was a hide-behind. I had just taken my dog out and was walking inside when all of a sudden I felt the urge to look behind me. And when I did, peeking around my garage were these long black fingers and a large softball sized eye staring at me from around the corner. These are both quick, so we don't get a lot of info on it, but the Bigfoot story sounds exactly like what the creature we know would do. Definitely curious, but cautious. Now the other cryptid Callan brings up is a hide behind. The hide behind is a nocturnal creature from American folklore, and it's said to prey upon humans that wander the woods at night. This legend goes back to disappearances of early colonial loggers when they failed to return to camp. Although no one can report what it looks like since it's usually hiding behind something, it's been named a fearsome creature. This is another story sent in on Instagram. This one was sent in by Maxwell at M4XW311Studio.
This happened in the third house I lived in. I was about eight, nine, but it wasn't until recently I was aware that this was going on at the time. We moved into a lovely crescent neighborhood on the verge of the city. Plenty of open spaces and parks, but not too isolated. Anyways, it seemed like a place where nothing would be interesting. Well, we were wrong. Apparently, it started happening in the early spring. Like I said, I wasn't aware until much later. Where odd objects would be misplaced or lights were thought to be left on when they should be off. But then one night, my father said he was shook awake by a horrific smash from the first floor in the early hours of the morning. He went to investigate to see the huge living room mirror above the fireplace had been thrown at the opposite wall and the mirror was shattered all over the sofa. He went to check if everyone was alright. I was fast asleep, my stepmother was only just stirring, but he went into my stepsister's room and saw she was fast asleep on the bedroom floor under the window. Although this was a concern, she had nothing to do with this. The event was a cause of concern, but nothing came about it. Then, one night, I start noticing things now. I was eating alone in the dining room while the family was in the living room. When I began to feel uneasy, thinking I just needed a drink, I went to the fridge by the back door that led into the driveway. It was dark outside, but I was startled by a tall shadow of what looked like a man in a top hat staring down at me, very menacingly, which of course startled me so much that I yelped. This was apparently enough to try and get some answers. Years passed and this was brought up in conversation. That's how I'm able to tell this story. Apparently, where we lived was an area of an old hospital, one much like any other hospital, but also not shy for dealing with mentally impartial patients. Long story short, we had a lady come on to see if we did have a presence amongst us. And apparently we had a couple. One was aggressively known for attacking women in their sleep, but nobody was attacked. But we thought about why my sister was sleeping on the floor one night. It seemed because her bed was in view of the window. She was dragged off the bed onto the floor to prevent from being seen by this aggressive entity. I asked about the shadow I saw, but I wasn't given an answer. It wasn't until we were researching about the hospital and we eventually saw some old pictures of the staff in the hospital. I swear, even though it was a while ago, I'm sure I saw the shadow of the top hat man. I needed to get the story out somehow. The hat man. Long time no see. I mean, this sounds like the perfect place for him to collect fear. But living on old hospital grounds? Yikes, that is definitely a recipe for disaster. This is a much more recent story sent in on Instagram by Wesley, at HippieBeeImBoy. Hello, I'm Wesley. Me and my friend saw a UFO today. We were sitting outside when we saw a strange line of light in the sky, almost like the trails of the airplanes leave behind, but it was way too big for that. I pointed out that the stars were blinking oddly, which yes, I know that stars can appear to do that, but... It had just started out of nowhere. I then gazed back at the line of the light in the sky and 
as I saw a weird craft pass over it. We watched it fly past and over my roof. There was no sound, just small white lights on the bottom of it. It was huge. I know it's hard to tell the size in the sky, but it was most definitely not normal. Thomas says he saw it flap, almost like a bird. It was going in a perfectly straight line. I don't have the best vision of night, but Thomas says it was wobbling, almost like his vision of it was warped. But about 10 minutes later, we walked back outside. The line of light had moved. It was the exact path the UFO had passed over our house. As of the next day, October 18th, we decided to go outside again on a hunch. We sat down at around 10.10, honestly just expecting to stare at nothing. We saw two more, one at 10.19 and one at 10.22. They both flew in the same direction as the last. Neither left trails in the sky this time. They sent it the day they saw it. That's awesome. Now, the story is pretty awesome too. I mean, a UFO that has wings sounds like something straight out of Avatar. But it brings up a good point about UFOs that we have talked about before. There are apparently different kinds. Some metallic, some just balls of light, and others look more like living creatures. Like the gargantuan gliders. But maybe this is another form of these living crafts. Our next story is another supernatural sighting from James, whose username is at James underscore K3397 on Instagram. Hey, I just started listening to your podcast today while I've been working and already have listened to eight episodes and I love it so far. I was curious if you have heard about the Unitas Lost in Utah. I remember hearing stories of it from my grandparents when I was younger and have gone exploring some of the old mines in the mountains with one of my friends. And when we got in one of the mines, we heard screaming that sounded like calls for help. So we started to go deeper and saw a woman standing in the mine saying nothing and just standing there. She wasn't responding. When we asked if she needed help, and then she started running toward us, chasing us. We got out of the mine, and when we looked back, no one was there. We left and didn't go back in the mine that day because we were terrified from what just happened. We haven't gone back since, and just thinking about it makes me want to pass out. Just giving you an idea for a future episode if you ever need one. It's a cool story, and from my experience... I 100% believe it, and will never go back in an abandoned mine again. Talk about goosebumps. This sighting is terrifying. I mean, I don't know what I would have done if a woman just started chasing after me in an abandoned mine. That is a recipe for disaster. We've got an awesome story that I'm sure you saw on the news from last year. The story was sent in by Kendallin, at krichardson1997 on Instagram. Hey there, I just recently found your podcast and instantly got hooked. It's very well done and informative about cryptids. With that being said, I have something interesting for you. 
So I work at a small zoo in Texas. We were dealing with some people breaking in, unfortunately, so we put up some trail cameras facing the perimeter fence that would alert my boss's phone as soon as it sensed movement. Obviously, it got the typical possum, stray cat, or dog, even some people walking through the park late at night. But on May 21st of this year, at 1.25 a.m., we caught something on the cameras we weren't prepared for. Now, like I said, we caught random animals and people all the time, but not this night. The only picture the camera took all night was this my boss sent it to me shortly after she got the notification. Safe to say, I was terrified. Now, logically, there's several things it could be. However, we've had people come out since that say they've seen it in the recent past. The part of the zoo I work in is also incredibly haunted, so I would love to send some of those in as well. There's a group here in town that has also had some weird stuff happen, not far from where this picture was taken. They've been trying to hunt it down, but so far have been unlucky. In a way, I hope they don't find it, for their own safety and well-being. It's very spooky. Nothing necessarily bad has happened, but I have had to tell spirits not to touch me. Being a zookeeper, we have walkie-talkies so we can communicate from any point at the zoo. One time, I was standing at the diet prep area in my section, with one hand holding a sweet potato and the other holding a knife. Out of nowhere, I felt something pull my walkie-talkie off of my belt, and it fell to the ground. Next, I had sat down to make a produce order call. I was sitting in front of some large produce containers. When I was on the phone, one of the container lids came forward and hit me in the back. I know it's kind of a lot. I have seen full-body shadow figures, heard disembodied voices, and felt many other small touches. Also, it constantly feels like I'm being watched. With all that being said, the zoo I'm at is located in a park that is said to have a portal to hell, as well as a waste dump area that is built on an old Native American land. I don't know what all is true about the place, but I know that it is 100% haunted, and no one will ever convince me otherwise. There are several more instances that I have experienced, but those are the most recent. Thanks for letting me send in a few of my experiences. Okay, so when this photo popped up on my newsfeed, I freaked out. The photo is on Instagram, so go check it out. It looks exactly like a skinwalker. It's got the hunched stature with what looks like a wolf skin on its back and to add on all the paranormal activity going on this sounds like another skinwalker ranch i know that i've definitely added this zoo to my travel list this next one is a doozy so get ready for a long and scary story it was sent in by eddie at that curly mf on instagram My name's Eddie, and I started listening to your podcast recently at work. I never really believed in supernatural beings or cryptids up until a few years ago, and your podcast has been very informative and frankly makes work a lot more bearable. That being said, me and a few of my friends have had some strange experiences in the past few years that would pique your interest. 
and there's a lot here too, so buckle up. Everything we have seen always goes back to this one general wooded area that the locals have called Bullhead Point. It's not really a tourist place, it's more of a wooded area about 10-20 miles. We live in a more urban area in upstate New York, but I don't want to specify where due to uh, I don't know if I want other people poking around there for their sake. Some scary stuff has happened there. For a little context, we live on an old war of 1812 land and had a lot of land with heavy native backgrounds. This specific spot in the woods is very secluded and is technically a series of out-of-service four-wheeler tracks. But teenagers usually go there, as it is the perfect secluded spot to do things you might not want to do in public. Now that you have some context, I'll just jump right in. The first time we saw anything was the scariest. I threw a party in Bullhead for graduation, where a bunch of my guy friends were supposed to meet up in one of the more secluded parts in the woods. This place was a bigger spot of land you could set a tent up on, with a stream on two sides, and the rest surrounded by woods. When we first showed up, the first red flag we saw was when you turn onto the dead-end road to drive into the woods, you feel an overwhelming feeling of dread and feel sick to your stomach. But we didn't care and continued the night. We were about a mile into the woods with all of our stuff, and we set up camp. A few of my friends ditched, so I decided to spend the night, not knowing about anything of the history of the land. My friends left around 2am, and I decided to call it for the night. I spent about 30 minutes by the fire playing my guitar and enjoying the sounds of woods I've never been scared of before, when I heard something bigger along the tree line. At first, I thought it was a deer of some sort and didn't mind, until it was so loud and nearly 20 feet away from me in the trees. I was pretty sketched out and didn't want to investigate it again, thinking it was just a normal animal. I decided that in that case it was something dangerous. I had to keep the fire going and had to get more wood. So I walked into the opposite side with my phone light and gathered some very carefully and quietly. That's when the noises really started getting scary. It seemed like whatever was in the woods was stepping really loudly now, and almost wheezing. I came out of the woods to get back to my camp, is when I saw the thing in the water. It stood up, about five to eight feet tall. I couldn't get any facial features in the dark, but the thing stood in the water. It was skinny, and looked to have a deformity or something on its head, and it stared at me just stood there and stared at me. This is when I felt the air get really cold, and it almost seemed like the pitch of the woods went down. That's a weird way of explaining it, but we hear this sort of hum almost. It's terrifying. The thing eventually disappears back into the tree line while I stare terrified by the fire. I finally run into my tent and zip it up while I call my friends to come and pick me up. I was surprised my friends believed me at first, but they said they could come pick me up in the woods. About five minutes go by, I hear my two friends, we'll call them C and O, start calling me from the woods. But it was different. It didn't sound like them. 
It sounded very monotone. And they asked where I was and to come out of the tent so they could see me. There was a pit in my stomach that said not to come out of the tent. So I didn't, and I called O again. I asked him if he was in the woods, and he said they just pulled up to the woods and parked their car, meaning they were still 15 minutes out of the woods, nowhere near me. After that, the voices stopped, and my friends picked me up, also terrified. One of them even brought a gun, which made me think this isn't the first time they've seen this, and it wasn't. To this day, I still don't know what I saw last night, or what was replicating my friends' voices. But only one answer really comes to my mind. That makes sense. A Wendigo. We've heard about them from people in the area, and if you mention the name on the reservation, they flip and refuse to talk about it. It's the only thing that I can wrap my head around, and this isn't even the tip of the iceberg. But back to the woods themselves. We went a lot after what happened with the Wendigo and found some stuff out. The woods themselves seemed to move. I know this sounds like a crazy pothead theory, but I couldn't make it up if I wanted to. The trails themselves move. You never come out in the same place. We've had to mark the trails to use to get back and forth from Bullhead. We'd go every once in a while for a good scare until we got too far in. One time, we were there. There was four of us. Me, O, C, and we'll call the other kid S. It's about 1 a.m. We had all had lights on our phones and wanted to see something. When we got out of the car, me and C already heard something in the woods. It was a good distance away and heard like teeth grinding against each other or bones scraping against each other. Suddenly, the noise got louder and louder, and we heard branches breaking until it was right along the tree line. We got in the car and bolted, but not satisfied, and wanting to see what it was, we went back. It wasn't at the entrance this time when we went back, but we could hear it in the distance down the trail, directly where Bullhead Point is. We followed it until halfway down the trail, I noticed something white in the bush something big looking at us i mention it but no one says anything or that they can see anything we keep walking down the trail while this thing is following us about five minutes pass and i finally lose sight of it until we finally get to the point of bullhead point and see a giant white thing standing behind the bush Again, it had to be five to eight feet tall, stood on two legs, and stared at us from the top of the bush. We all stared at it, terrified, when the hum came back, and we all heard it this time. We bolted down the trail as we heard branches breaking behind us until we stopped halfway down the trail and we heard something still running through the woods that wasn't us. We all ran back to my car, where we thought we'd be safe until O starts screaming bloody murder that something has his leg and he can't close the door. Scared, we zoomed away and O got his leg back. After a few minutes, O said he thought he shut his leg in the door. After everyone makes fun of him and tries to figure out what we saw, I start thinking. I know, my friend. 
and I didn't think he was stupid enough to shut his whole leg in the door. Maybe a foot, but his whole leg? He's also a rational person who doesn't believe in this stuff at all, so I think he just came up with the best excuse he could. I investigate his door after we park the car, and I'm not messing with you. There were four claw marks across the door, right where he was sitting. This apparently isn't a new story. Many locals around here used to go to Bullhead Point, say they have seen a white thing that sometimes is watching people from the woods, and sometimes it's on four legs. I can't seem to identify what this could be. For now, we've been calling it the Chatterer, since we hear the bone sounds every time it's near. To be clear, I don't think this thing is the Windigo. I think they are separate things. Everyone seems to have different stories of a Windigo sighting and seeing the white thing. Whatever it is, it seems to only appear on the main trail, and not the actual point. Could it be a guardian, or a sign of warning? I don't know. Another possibility is our increased population of albino animals here. These stories are crazy. I'm very happy everyone in the stories are okay because it seems like they had a couple close calls with possibly a Wendigo. So, if you're up in this area, be wary. Now, of course I had to include some Reddit stories, so here's the first one that is very, very interesting. This one was posted by the Panic Panda 77 I was around 12 when this happened to me. During the time, my brother and I shared a room and had bunk beds. He had the top bed while I had the bottom. The room was quite long, but really skinny, almost an L-shape, if you will. Anyways, I remember waking up late one night. At the time, I could not figure out what I was feeling, but now I could describe it as dread and extreme anxiety. I stood up out of bed and checked to see my brother sleeping. As I turned towards the doorway, I noticed it was open. This was odd because we always slept with the door closed to keep the cat out. As I walked towards the door, it shut. I could see a shadow in the doorway that was illuminated by the hallway nightlight my dad has set up for us. I peeked around the corner, and that was when I saw whatever it was I saw. In the doorway was a massive figure. If I had to guess, probably around 6'6", 6'7", extremely lanky. The only detail I could make out was its long skinny arms and its eyes, which were red. I remember staring at it for a couple seconds before it entered the room, having to bend at the waist just to get underneath the door frame. The last thing I remember was it rapidly approaching the bunk bed, then it goes blank. I woke up on the floor early the next morning. I told my dad about it the next day, of course he chalked it up to a bad dream and realistically probably was right. It is just difficult to get over the fact that to this day I still remember whatever was in that doorway and the exact feeling I had from start to finish. The final thing about the encounter that convinced me something happened that night was my brother. About two days later, he pulled off his shirt and he had what looked like three insect bite marks on his upper right back, forming a triangle. 
They went away relatively fast, but to this day, he has a mole in the direct center of where the bites were. This is a very interesting story, because it starts with just a fairly normal, lengthy, demonic entity, but the lasting mark on their body is very, very interesting. Now, this last one might be one of my favorite stories I've ever read, so let's dive in. This isn't my story, but it happened to a family member. When my aunt was little, her grandfather was a security guard at a museum in South England, on the coast. He was apparently a quiet man and kept himself a lot, so therefore had very little to say, but if he did have anything to say, it's something worth listening to. Before he retired, he was doing a night shift before the early morning, and occasionally he would hear the odd whistle and creak in the night, which would have been normal in an old museum building. Oh, did I forget to mention the museum was a museum of prehistory? He worked in a dinosaur museum. And I don't know whether this is true or not, but one night he said the air began to smell damp and feeling colder than usual. No windows were open, a part of security protocols. With a feeling of unease, he doubled on his patrol, and when he got to the main hall, he said he looked up at the ceiling and noticed what looked like rippling waves being illuminated by some means. Note that this was before expensive and advanced effects or sound speakers were used in exhibits. This is what I remember the most. He said, Whilst he was mesmerized by the shapes on the ceiling, he noticed a huge figure seemed to glide effortlessly through the stone pillars and the skeletons of the museum's exhibits. He described the shadowed figure as having four wings but moved like a swimming turtle, but unlike a turtle, it had a blunt crocodile head and a stumpy tail, or vice versa. I believe my aunt's grandfather saw the ghost of a sea dinosaur. That's when the story ends. This was a story he only told my aunt, who in turn told me. I love this story, but the reality is, it's a bit muddy. But it does beg the question. If people and some animals can be ghosts, then why not older, way older animals? I love this so much. A ghost dinosaur is absolutely amazing. I also agree. Of course, there would be ghosts of prehistoric living creatures. I mean, we see ghost dogs and ghost cats, so what's the difference, really? Except, give or take a couple million years. So what do you think? Is the hat man, UFOs, skinwalkers, ghost dinosaurs, Sasquatch, and Wendigos really out there? We are on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, so make sure to follow us and tell us all of your thoughts on the cryptids we cover and what you'd like to hear next. It would mean a lot to us if you could rate us on Spotify or go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It's a great way for others to find the podcast and enjoy, just like you. One month from today, I will be covering a cryptid that roams the grassy farmlands in England, a feline-like creature that has been caught on camera multiple times the alien big cats. See you next month.
This episode was written and hosted by me, Josh, with logo design by Jason Sykes and theme music from purpleplanet.com.